0: Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about betonline.net's opening ACC odds. We're going to go from top to bottom and talk about where NC State fits in all this madness. Who's put too high? Who's put too low? And again, how I think NC State is ranked uh, in comparison to where they actually are. So stick with us on another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Locked On Wolf Pack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up y'all? So we're going to talk about these odds today and I'm going to go uh from top to bottom and I'm going to talk about again, I'm going to I'm going to give a little bit about every team, but mainly I'm going to be talking about uh, how NC State relates to or where we are and how some people feel about it or whatever the case may be uh, as far as that goes, all right? So the first team, uh, the the conference favorite is Clemson at two to three odds, okay? And to me, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I understand it from the standpoint of that Clemson team, even with all that they've lost, you're still looking at a tall order uh, for most of these teams to beat Clemson. That's just the reality. The defense that they're bringing back, even without Burn Venable's amazing defensive mind calling the games, you're still looking at a very formidable uh, Clemson defense. And we all know it's not about your X's and your O's, it's about your Larry's and your Joe's, and Clemson's got some of the best of those. So Clemson being the, the conference favorite despite not winning it last year, I have no problem with that. Based on the fact that they have run through the conference, they have made very short work of the conference year after year after year after year. I mean, one year you can kind of give them, hey, they had a lot of injuries. It was a down year. It was DJ's first year starting quarterback. So you get it. You get it. You understand where that comes from. Um, Second, second in odds, five to one is Miami. This one is a little interesting, but I get where it's coming from for multiple reasons. I'm not upset at it. I don't think that this is egregious uh, for a few reasons. Number one, they are a team that, first of all, they're not in the Atlantic. So let's start there. Let's just get that out the way. That's the first reason. If there is going to be a conference favorite, somebody has to play against that conference favorite in the conference championship game. Whoever's playing against the conference favorite in the conference championship game, they have a good shot if just one or two things goes wrong with the the conference favorite. So um, that's that's the first thing. If they're favored to win the Atlantic, I can see them being second uh, in terms of favorite to win the conference. I'm sorry, if they're favored to win the Coastal, I'm not surprised that they're uh, second in terms of favorite to win the conference. But here's the next thing about them. They're returning a lot of pieces. They really and truly are. Yes, some guys went to the league. Yep, for sure. Yep, they had some good guys. Um, they had some good guys that are, you know, not going to be there. Who cares? Who cares? That's that's still a very quality team. And many people believe that Mario Cristobal is an immediate upgrade um, at head coach from Manny Diaz. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that works out and what happens there. Pitt is third at nine to one. They're the reigning Congress champs. And yes, you're you're likely going to see a drop-off with um, Slovis, at Keaton Slovis, as opposed to Kenny Pickett. Sure, you're going to see a drop-off at, at the quarterback position. But again, they're in the Coastal, not the Atlantic, and they're the defending champs for a reason. That defense wasn't lights out. They weren't shut down. They, they weren't the, the main story. They weren't. Uh, the reason, they weren't the main reason that people were looking at them to get there, but they're a very good defense, nonetheless they're Pat Narduzzi coach. You expect them to have a big time year because that's, at the end of the day, that's where Pat Narduzzi hangs his hat. He is a defensive coordinator turned head coach. That's what you expect. You expect this team, they say that the team takes on the identity of the head coach. That's what you're getting at pit big time. And then, we, NC State, are at number four at 10 to 1 odds. I am not upset at this at all. I'm not. I'm actually joyous about this. And many I'm sure many members of Wolfpack Nation are too. And let me explain to you why, okay? First of all, I don't like the idea of becoming the favorites without winning it. We need to win a conference championship first. We have not proven that we have the ability to do that. So despite bringing back an absolutely outstanding lights-out defense, despite the fact that we are returning 10 of 11 starters, despite the fact that some of the guys that we lost early in the season were impact players early in the season and went down, despite all of that, despite all of it, I don't like us being in first. And you've got, of course, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I would argue, I would argue. If I'm looking at the conference, I'd say the best quarterback in the conference by a good bit, in in Devin Leary. I'd say that. I feel comfortable saying that. I'm not. I'm not trusting DJU to take that title from him. I don't think Tyler Van Dyke gives that much of a push uh, in terms of what he could or could not be. Slovis, same deal. I don't Hartman. There's an argument. I wouldn't I wouldn't make it but there's an argument for it. Um but at the end of the day this is a team that we are a very very good team. There's no ifs ands or buts about that. Um and I'm I'm very I'm going to be very interested in seeing what happens as far as as far as what uh we're looking at for the players that we currently have on this roster. We've already talked about returning a bunch of starters. We've already talked about the receiver depth. We've already talked about Jordan Houston and could he be a running back number one and getting Chandler Zavala back, which was absolutely huge. We all hoped that it would happen, but anybody who said they saw this coming, you don't know the NCAA well. If you say that you saw this coming, you don't know the NCAA well. So with having Chandler Zavala back, this is a good team, but I feel like Again, am I, would I say that I believe in us to win this conference? Absolutely, absolutely. But would I say that I would think that we should be favorites to win the conference? No, no, I, I don't, again, you to me, without ever winning it, without ever proving you can win it, it's tough for me to say, hey, you should be the team right away. Okay, that's that's tough. That's just, that's a tough time for me. And now, when you look behind us, You've got the university of no consequences at eleven to one. I am gonna tell you. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If Mac Brown was not a head coach, if Mac Brown was not a head coach, I can tell you without a doubt the man would be a coach leader. I have no doubt about that. You want to know why? I say I have no doubt about the fact that if Mac Brown wasn't a a uh, coach, he would be a coach leader. He keeps folks drinking the Kool-Aid. William Mack Brown, you have done it again. I don't, this team, this No Consequences team lost the best quarterback in program history, lost Ty Chandler, who I believe was their leading rusher, lost pretty much the leaders in every statistic offensively um, except receiving with Josh Downs, lost two offensive linemen, I'm not understanding. I I don't and I get trust me. The only thing that I can see here is hey, if you're in the Atlantic, you got a puncher's chance at winning the Atlantic. I'm sorry if you're in the coastal, I don't I keep getting those two mixed up. If you're in the coastal, you have a chance at winning um your side, your division, and if you win the coastal, you have a chance in the uh in the conference championship game, especially when we don't – there is not a clear head and shoulders betting everybody else gangbusters team in the Atlantic. There just isn't. There there isn't. Every team, even in the Atlantic coming back, even the favorites in the Atlantic, if you're talking about Clemson and us, there are things where you would say, "Mm, I don't know, Clemson, quarterback play, what's going on there? With us, you're looking at a situation where you ask yourself – can we run the ball enough and well enough to get us to the conference championship game? And also, we are known the NC State up one game or two, one or two games a year. Can we, can we overcome that? Can we be a consistent team that is truly pissed off for greatness that does not have a Mississippi State game from last year, that does not have a Miami game from last year? Can we be that? That we are a team that, And don't get me wrong, the Miami game to me wasn't a complete flub because all year, the biggest problem with that defense, which was very good, the biggest problem by far was our outside corners. That was not any ifs, ands, or buts about it. Our corners struggled in the moment of truth, and Charleston Rambo made us pay for it time and time again. And that's what happened. And not only that, there was a little bit of shooting ourselves in the foot there were some bad drops there were some some moments where you just look up and you're just like what how did that so we have to prove uh to that extent that you know we we can get there and perform when we get there but still i don't understand the hype around this this no consequence thing i don't get it i don't if somebody could explain it to me like i'm 5 let me tell you like i said Mr. William Mac Brown, if you were not a coach, thank God for the NCAA, because Lord knows he'd be leading somebody's cult. He would be telling someone's children to worship him as a grand poobah, and, and Lord knows they'd buy it. Lord knows they'd buy it. So, you know, uh, the university, no consequences at 11 to 1. I am surprised to say the least. But then again, not really, because Mac is the world's greatest salesman. And when I talk about sales, I'm going to try to sell you a little something right now. When I talk to you about Built Bar, have you ever, just, just imagine this with me. Close your eyes. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then open your eyes and realize that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs. And I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now, and we can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow. So go get them today at built.com. If you haven't tried Puffs yet, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do a chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. You heard me, a delicious chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar covered in 100% real chocolate. So, go to build.com and use promo code lock15 and get 15% off your order use promo code lock15 for 15% off at built.com All righty so we're continuing uh going down the list talking about the ACC teams odds uh you got Wake Forest the current or the defending Atlantic champs at 20 to 1 as much as I want to say I'm disappointed with them being this low last year kind of felt like their one shining moment. I'm not, I'm not sold on that team doing this again. I'm, I'm just not, you know, I'm really, I'm not, I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm not. And so with them being 20 to one, not surprising again, I would expect them to jump up to five maybe, but six. And you know, Florida state uh, comes in behind them at seven and 33 to one. Virginia, as well, tied at 33 to 1. Virginia and Florida State are interesting teams for very different reasons. Virginia, there's a lot of instability in that program, a program that already had some problems with certain things. Like they couldn't stop a, a runny nose with tissue, uh, three COVID shots, and eight boosters. Like that's just the reality there. And then you talk about Florida State, a team that is, is, Always going to get top talent. Always going to have top talent. I don't know what Norvell is doing. I'm sorry. The loss of Travis Hunter to uh, Jackson State was bad, but that's not the most egregious thing. To lose to Jacksonville State? On a hell, Mary? You know, I'm I'm not really sold on them. Boston College are 40-1. to 1. That's a team I think is criminally low. That is a team that I think is criminally low. If Phil jerkovich comes back and is the quarterback that Boston College believes that he can be, or that many um believe that he was before last season, that forty to one is is kind of crazy low for what they got going on over there. Louisville at sixty six to one. Uh ah, as much as I like Malik Cunningham, this kind of makes sense. This the, you kind of gotta, you know what I mean? And and then you've got uh, Virginia Tech at eighty to one. Again, not really surprising. They that kind of fits where they belong. Georgia Tech at one twenty-five to one. I think that's a team that is very underrated. I think the Sims has a breakout year this year. I think that they kind of get some things rolling in the right direction. Uh, but if not, Jeff Collins is out of there. So you know, uh, Syracuse at one fifty-one. Absolutely right. Absolutely right there. Duke at five hundred to one. I know people think that that's outlandish and a little bit outrageous. I don't care at all. I do not care at all. I'm very comfortable with them being there. Who are their weapons? Matteo Durant is now a Pittsburgh Steeler. Jake Bobo is now a UCLA Bruin. Who are their weapons? Defensively, who do they have that you're looking at? This, you know, So, again, us being rated fourth out of this batch, I'm not bad at. I'm not mad at it. It fits. It fits. It's not disrespectfully low. It's not so high that it's like, here we go. Here we go. We're going to find a way to flub this one up. We're going to find a way. It's going to happen. That is technically, if if the conference rankings um, happen to be at the end of the year, if they stood as they were according to these odds, right, that would mean we would finish second in the Atlantic, which that's where we finished last year. And I know you're thinking we bought almost everybody back, but we lost one of the best run blockers in the nation. We lost our two leading rushers, and we did not, we're not coming off, excuse me, we're not coming off a conference championship win. We're not coming off a conference championship win. So I'm not, I'm not super upset with us being at fourth. Again, having Peyton Wilson back, having Isaiah Moore back, huge, big time. Having Cyrus Fagan back, huge. Having CJ Clark back, huge. But even with all that, can we get the job done? Can we go in and get the job done game by game? That's the question. That's that's the real question for this team. That's the real question for this team. Can this team go in and do what needs to be done and finish off the job when they're playing against teams that we should beat? Can we do it? Can we do it? Because the loss to Wake Forest alone was not enough. That was not enough to keep us out of the conference championship had we beat Miami. But here we are. Here we are nonetheless. So to me, this seems fairly straightforward. This seems fairly simple. Who are we going to be next year? Are we going to be a team? That makes it very clear from jump. We're here for rings and that's it. We're not here for all of the the jokes and all of the NC State stuff. We're here for rings. Are we going to be a team that's here for that or are we not? It's that simple. It's that simple. That's all I want to see. That is all I want to see up out of this team. I have no ifs, ands, or buts about anything else. Is this team going to be pissed off for greatness? I've said that tons of times on this show and I'm going to keep saying it till I'm blue in the face or till they do show me oh yeah this team is there this team is there because when you look at our schedule next year it's not a bad schedule we're not looking at a situation where you're saying oh man there's no way that we could possibly uh find a way to get into the the contention for uh this there's no way we can get into contention for this um this conference championship this year That's that's not a thing. In any way, shape, form, or fashion, that's not a thing. But with that being said, are we going to be very serious about this season? Are we going to, week in, week out, make it happen this season? We open with East Carolina. Not expecting too many problems out of them. Charleston Southern, not expecting too many problems out of them. Texas Tech. If we... Are serious, that game should be over early. That game should be over early. I like Texas Tech's new coach. That game should be over early. Yukon, another one. They were they were the last winless team in FBS last year, if I'm pretty sure. If I'm if I stand correct here. That cannot be a game that lingers on, especially going to Death Valley the next week. That can't be a game that lingers on. You can't overlook them and have your your starters having to play a lot of the game because you were game prepping for for Clemson that week. After Clemson, you got Florida State, Syracuse and Virginia Tech. I don't think that any of those three teams finished with finished this season with winning records. And then after that, you've got Homecoming um against against uh oh lord, against Wake Forest. Well, we know how we like to act when we play Wake Forest on the road. Good, they're coming here now. Then we've got Boston College. I think that's a game that's very, very winnable on senior night. And then we've got Louisville and the University of No Consequences on the road to finish this thing out. I, To me, if this team is serious, if this team is serious about conference championship contention, this is actually a very favorable schedule. To me, this is a very favorable schedule to me. You don't have to play some of the teams in the conference that have proven themselves and that have shown, hey, we could be the big dogs on the block, i.e., pick. You don't have to play uh some of the better teams in this conference. So, with that being said, it need you need to leave no doubt in a lot of these games, in a lot of them. To me, anything less than 10 wins out of this schedule. We weren't serious about being uh, the top dog in the conference. That's that's all I'm saying here. That's all I'm saying. And if I bought you the numbers by Bet Online, take a wild guess who I'm about to read an ad for at this point. All right, BetOnline.net is here, and they, our partners continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports develops, including and developments, including this year's basketball playoffs. Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, and playoffs, esports and more included. Head to the website today to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing. But before we do, I just want to talk about one thing really quickly. Randy Perez was signed to a hardship um, contract with with the Seattle storm, Alyssa Gounain, uh was cut or Alyssa name was waived. And so was Kayla Jones. Here's what I would like to see out of the WNBA. And I'm not just saying this because two of our, um, two of our three players or two, a decent amount of our players who we, we saw get drafted or we saw get roster spots are now out of the league. I would like to see a G league for the the WNBA or some equivalent to me. It doesn't make sense that they don't have it given what a, a, a splashing success has been in the NBA, the G league, how many, what percent of players in the NBA currently have spent some time in the G league. I want to say it's like up to 60 something percent. Like that is, you know, while some people look at that and say, Oh my God, that's crazy. That's reality. That's life. That's what this thing is. So, not having that for the women's game, I think is a great detriment to not only the quality of the game, but the players to have players having to go overseas and, and try to find a highly competitive league to play in to hone their skills instead of having all of the players that are just, they're on the brink, but they're not quite there yet. Mm, It's, it's interesting to see uh, that the WNBA doesn't have that. And as I talked about earlier in the show, NC State rated for or uh, has the fourth best odds to win the um, the ACC this year. I think that's right where we should be. I think it's a good spot for us. Again, in order to beat the man, you got to beat the man. We got to find a way to beat Wade Forest. We got to find a way to uh, do enough to not have quote unquote NC State stuff hanging over our head. We need to do enough to win a conference championship. It has to happen. It has to happen at some point in time. It has to. And this to me is the year. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time, Wolfpack Nation. Peace and love y'all as always. Go Pack!